You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Tell Ambassadors Jakar and Lando I want to see them in chambers now. Then invite them again as firmly and as politely as you can. Captain, either you snore or last night we had a hell of a breach in the hull. What do I do now? Uh, old style, you roll over and go to bed. New style, you go out for pizza and I never see you again. What's inside there? One moment of perfect beauty. Hello and welcome to the Epsilon 3, a Babylon 5 rewatch podcast. Each week, we review an episode of the 1990s sci-fi TV classic, Babylon 5. This week, Season 2, Episode 13, Hunter, Prey. I'm Paul. I'm Dan. I'm Sean. And And we we are are the the Epsilon Epsilon 3. Hunter, Prey? Hunter, Prey. Hunter, Prey. I don't know how to say that. Well, with the Bill and Ted reference that I've noticed in it, it should be Hunter, Prey, Dude. Dude. (laughs) Yeah. And the synopsis. The command staff races against time and and Earth Force to find a missing doctor who has information on President Santiago's assassination. Written by JMS and directed by Menachem? 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 Binetsky. This episode was released on the 1st of March, 1995. Takes place in August, 2259. And the guest stars... Uh, Bernie Casey as Derek Cranson, Jeff Conway as Zach Allen, Wanda De Jesus as Sarah, Tony Steedman as Dr. Everett Jacobs, Richard Moll as Max, Josh Cox as Tech David Corwin, Ardwright Chamberlain as the voice of Tosh. Tosh? That's all he ever speaks is Tosh. Yeah, complete Tosh. Uh, Voice of Kosh, uh, Brian Michael Maguire as guard number two, uh, Damon C. Reiser as lurker, and Debbie Chivalry as aide. Also, Robert Silver as merchant. Now, before we go any further, guys, I think we should say we did have, I was going to say some feedback, but not just some feedback. We've had a lot of feedback in the last two weeks. Mm. Yeah. How many weeks? Two weeks. Two weeks. Um, it's from Alexander. I think he's from Germany. I'm guessing that because he references uh, German and uh, he says that his, uh, English was not his first language uh, straight away. But you wouldn't uh, be able to tell that by his emails because it's perfect English, much better than mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, yes. he's been giving us some really long uh, uh, emails. Uh, very, very eloquent as well. Oh, mm. incredible. Yes. Mm. Yeah, really, really good and really intelligent, thoughtful, uh, insightful uh, uh, information that he's given us. Uh, Brilliant stuff, Alexander. Please, please, please keep it coming. Uh, If you've managed to get to this episode, then you've done really well because you're still commenting on episodes (laughs) four, five and six. So uh, hopefully um, you're still watching them. But he's doing a watch along as well. So he's watching them and then listening to our podcast. So uh, that's that's really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So thank you very much, and keep keep the comments coming. It's very much appreciated. We do yeah, look forward to uh, to reading them. Oh yes, it makes us sound like we're actually a good podcast. It's quite nice. 
yeah, it's like we know what we're doing or something. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I think he should be doing it. We should be listening to him. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe we'll do that, like season five, when we've had enough, you know, yeah. we'll go from there. <laughs> he can take it over and we can just sit, sit back with our yeah, feet up. sit back. Yeah. And that, or we'll, we'll just read out his, his emails. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, guys, um, where are we? Hunter Prey, what did we think of this episode? Sean? That's me. Uh, we thought it was a fun episode. It was okay. Um, it, it gives us a little bit more background on the whole uh, Earth Force presidential thing and all that stuff there. Um, is it uh, is it a particularly great episode? It's it's decent enough. It's it's serviceable. I, I, I enjoyed it. I, I don't have any uh, major criticisms for it. So uh, yeah, it was good. Very good, Dan. Yeah, I'm the same. It, pretty middle of the road. Nothing egregious about it. Nothing I'm not going to want to come back to, but. I'm not really going to remember this one. I think in a few weeks' time, you know, there'll be other better episodes to come. Um, it's fun, you know, calling back to the whole cliffhanger of season one into season two, President Clark coming in, you know, and all this sort of thing. It's fine. I kind of feel like it could have happened a bit earlier. Like, wouldn't he have been on the run a bit sooner, knowing that he knew the secret that President Clark has? Um, you know, if kind of falls in all right but where it is but i just kind of feel like this was a story we've done dusted weeks ago um could have been over with hmm. i think this um this really could have been um it, it, it seemed to be like an a plot and there was no b plot mm. Mm, and i think exactly. it could have done with a b plot and you know we could have done with this fairly quickly um mm. rather than stretching it out over a whole uh, episode it's very much a chase sort of thing isn't it and we you see this in a lot of shows, and then we've seen it maybe a couple of times in this show of people being chased through the uh, through the uh, Babylon Five station. So, yeah, it's. Uh, it, it, I don't think it was one that I remembered as I was watching it. I couldn't really think of any particular scene that brought it to mind. And I think even thinking about it now, I'm struggling to think about it. We only watched it. We only watched it on Sunday, so two or three days ago. But anyway. Let's get into the episode. Ivanova and Sheridan uh, go to Bay 13. But wait, no one goes to Bay 13. What? Kosh's ship is permanently docked there. Now, do you think he's docked it in 13 deliberately so, so humans won't go there? But Because if that's the case, because, I mean... Because what? of the bad luck. And, yeah. Yeah, 13, don't go what, there. What about all the Mimbari and Centauri? Do they have, do they have 13 as a bad luck number? But what a ship. What a ship. It keeps changing that's its that's CGI. Oh, let me tell you, that was <laughs> something else. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for 4K. Um, <laughs> but it's moving, and it's, the whole thing is moving and changing colour, and also totally alive. It looked like one of those magic eye pictures from the 90s. Yes, if you, if you squint at it, squint. I find if you squint at it really hard, you'll see a ship. Ah, cool. Mm. That's all right. See, I never get to see it. Is it a sailboat? Or? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, a, it's a replica of the Golden Hind. Ah. Um, and it has a remarkable defence mechanism. If, if it recognises you, it, it starts looking at you and picking you up and things. Hmm. I mean, maintenance personnel have you know, come back with nightmares after working on this thing. But Sheridan is going to make it his personal mission to find out more about it. That's where Lou went. That's where he disappeared. He went ah. to 13. 
That's why we that's never saw him again. That makes that's sense. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Wow, what a ship. <laughs> yep. yep. Gone. <laughs> uh, Lou? Lou? And uh, mind, we've got Zach now. We don't care. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Earth, For- Earth Force Intelligence have sent out an ultraviolet priority message. Not a red one or a you know black message or anything like that. An ultraviolet, which nobody that means can. It's super serious. Well, it is because nobody can see it. Exactly. They can feel it, but they can't see it. It's that invisible ink. You have to hold it up to a radiator for a you know, <laughs> good amount of time, and then oh yeah, you can see it. It's great. It's you working in the government <laughs> in, the, in the home office. Yeah, that's what it is. You think about these things. You've written it Somebody in the get the juice. lemon. Get the <laughs> lemon and the candles. Get the lemon and the quill. <laughs> it's ultraviolet time <laughs> uh, but the priority message is that Dr. Everett Jacobs is uh, he's, he's on the president's, president's personal staff has run off with vital information that could harm the government he could be on Babylon 5 and there was a shoot to kill order out on him shoot to kill shoot to kill <laughs> he comes in peace shoot to kill, shoot to kill. Meanwhile, um, Cranston has been set to look, uh, sent to look for him. He tells Sheridan that Jacobs has access to uh, black ops missions and top secret information which could be used against the government and break the agreements of half the non-aligned worlds. He could be on Babylon 5 to meet his buyer for all of this information. So Garibaldi uh, is set with the task of uh, finding him. So he goes straight to Dr. Franklin because he's a doctor. And he would know where other doctors are. Or maybe he's hiding him himself. <laughs> in that cot that he has in his room. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's yeah. what that spare bed's all about. Hey, Doc, I've got a spare bed. <laughs> no, I felt like this was fair enough. He was running the railroad. You know, if someone's going to be moving through. You know, this week, Jacobs is the person from Franklin's past who's come to visit him on the station. It just has not come to actually see Franklin. He's just on the station. Uh, you know, we had all that. And I did like that there was a callback to infection. Like the last time you vouched for a, a doctor, we had three mm-hmm. dead bodies and, you know, someone was burning a hole through the deck playing. So, you know, of one of the you know, worst episodes from season one, ones that we didn't exactly enjoy, at least we got a callback to it. And it kind of made sense that that's why Garibaldi wants his help. Mm. And, and, and of course, Franklin knows everybody from the past. That's very true. It, it seems to be a common thing. And he's still boring his students. Did you notice that last week he was taking a bunch of students around and they were just like, oh, God, he's still talking. <laughs> and they were doing it again. And he did it twice in the same episode. They were still being shown around the lab. And it's like, yeah, we work here. We've been here for like three months. We're your interns. Don't you know who we are? Yeah. He went on and on, jumping from topic to topic. <laughs> Monosolabic. Help, let us out of here. <laughs> he won't let us go. <laughs> He chains us to the desk. The only he says time he, he lets... has a spare cot in his bedroom. <laughs> the only time he lets us out is to sleep in his cot. <laughs> in the meantime, Dr. Jacobs is merrily walking through the most crowded part of Babylon 5, hoping not to get noticed. Yeah, that's horrible. <laughs> I, was, I was looking at that and he's like, he's, he's got the shifty eyes and, and he's very recognisable and he's just walking around like, yeah, I hope nobody sees me here. Yeah, I mean, he I was... Co- they even call it out like he's really well dressed and down in brown level. He doesn't even think to maybe put a cloak around him or you know, or a comedy mustache, a wig, like a wig, something, <laughs> anything. I was thinking, I was thinking, he was going to walk past a you know a, a clothing uh, 
stall and pick up a hat and put it on his head and walk off. Yep. Or you know, or at least shave your moustache off, man. <laughs> Make yourself look different. <laughs> I was going to do my thing where, you know, where we watch these two episodes. So we've got Hunter Prey this week and then next week we've already watched Where Honor Lies. I was kind of hoping that we're going to merge some of the two stories and we would have had all the merchandising. And he actually puts the alien masks on <laughs> over his head. That would be so good if taking it. Yeah, the guy who took, well, yeah, we was foreshadowing next week's episode, but you know, <laughs> the guy who takes off the the... the Alien mask and it's Dr. Jacobs underneath. <laughs> Is it safe to come out yet? He's still walking around, still, uh, just going around. That would have been amazing. Uh, oh, dear. But anyway, but, sorry. But anyway, yeah, but even asking questions is dangerous enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we ask questions of a merchant and suddenly he's closing the shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more than willing to do business with him until mm. he thought he was really shady. Not just shady, really shady yeah like, where's the line where, yeah. where where do you get that which which point which point is too much money <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> oh that's too that's too, too evil for me <laughs> yeah you're, you're too eager to pay so i'm not getting involved in that uh sheridan bumps into ambassador ambassador kosh and kosh is as cryptic as ever the search for Dr. Jacobs begins, and the security teams are given scanners to find him. While Sheridan and Garibaldi are out for a walk, Sheridan spots a red tape tied to a wall. He makes a hasty departure and starts flashing up as a woman. Uh, sorry, uh, he flashes a light which attracts a woman. Uh, well, that's not much better. Really. Is that how it works? I've been <laughs> doing it all wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this whole time. The woman tells Sheridan that uh, the general has sent her and that he is in grave danger. She says that Dr. Jacobs is not a threat. The, I'll add the explanation here. Uh, mm. Just before President Santiago was killed, uh, then Vice President Clark left the ship with a the virus. There, that makes sentence makes no sentence. Yeah, he pretended to be sick either. and he wasn't sick and yep. the doctor has proof, basically. Hmm. Right, okay, so he yeah, could get I'll... off the ship before it blew up. Grammar is everything. No full stop there. President Santiago was killed. That no, then President. Oh, what I, what, I, what, I, what, I, what, I, what I said. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. What Sean just said then. <laughs> but Doctor Jacobs could uh, could prove to. <laughs> Doctor Jacobs has proof that I... <laughs> President Clark was uh, up to shenanigans. But you know what's not up to shenanigans? This promo right here for another podcast on the ESO Network. There, I figured you could uh, use a break from trying to yeah. figure things out. <laughs> Who wrote this thing? I've, I've, I've written, President Santiago was killed, then, with capital T, then Vice President Clark left the ship with the virus. No, it was the other way around. Anyway, uh, but, the, but the Dr. Jacobs could prove that to be false, and that would mean Clark knew that Santiago was assassinated and might have been involved. Oh, my goodness. Are you drunk? Yeah. What I do is I type very quickly as I'm watching the show, so I'm writing these notes. And then I go back and change all the spellings, but if it's spelled correctly but isn't the right word, it stays there. (laughs) So, Alexander, if you're listening up to this episode, uh, we'd love to have you on. If you could write the show notes for us, that would be fantastic. I'm going to read these emails out. (laughs) So much. And I think we should we should leave all of this in. (laughs) We'll put people off. We've got got lots of listeners now. I mean, some of our shows are are reaching almost double figures. Holy Mm. crap! Like twelve people. Yes. (laughs) Nice. And I download it twice just to make sure I've got it off. Anyway, never mind. Um, 
Hey Dad, what's the Soul Forge podcast? The Soul Forge podcast is all about life, the universe, and everything. Is it good for kids? Oh no, it's not good for kids. Is it geeky? Oh, it can be geeky, but it can also be serious. We talk about life, sex, dating, and mental health, and so much more. Where can you find the Soul Forge podcast? You can find it everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music, and the ESO Network. So the general helped the doctor escape, but ended up on Babylon 5 with his, of his own volition. So so this woman, uh, she looks remarkably familiar. Hmm. Have you seen it before? Not too sure. I don't think so, but maybe. No. But she did look familiar. You're right. Yeah. As an actress from another did, show did she, or another she, thing. Yeah. Did she pop up on one of the earlier episodes as... Oh, no, or am I thinking she was going to pop up again later? I don't know. Hmm. She was, I, I don't very, know, they, they could... very similar to that contact from Mars. Yeah, um, that's what we're thinking. The lady who was sort of, she was like with right. the rebel fighters, but not read the rebel fighters. And I, hmm. I don't know. But I just kind of felt like we hadn't met her before. We hadn't met this character well, before. That's because that's because they couldn't afford to get Robert Foxworth back. So they just use her as the, <laughs> yes. uh, the, 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 the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, representative of that whole mm. I just I kind of feel like she should have been brought in in that episode it was like this will be your liaison she's going to be waiting whenever you need her or she needs you there'll be a little rab- ribbon tied around a, a random bulkhead and only if you happen to be passing that part of a five mile long station will you actually get that I mean how many ribbons are tied throughout Babylon 5 right. just in case <laughs> he needs to find the secret message I mean yeah, it was kind of convenient wasn't it yeah. How many ultraviolet messages do you need to, you know, with as many candles and lime written across <laughs> Babylon 5? I'm in the down below. Romani. <laughs> Thomas. It's no. spinning round on the outside of the station. Only if you're in an X fight. Oh, yeah. oh, it's in. Oh, okay. oh Romans go yeah. home. Oh, no, Romans go home. Talking about cryptic messages, Dr. Franklin receives a cryptic message from Garibaldi. I thought uh, when he said, don't play birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. It's not even his birthday. I thought he winked. So I thought, Oh, the, the, you know, the wink that gives it away that, you know, there's a, this is a a message. Mm -hmm. No, when he plays it back slowly, he finds some 1970s style cartoon speech bubble telling him to meet up with him. I mean, how did I get there? I would have thought if if he'd said, if it got a body, he'd been sitting there going, Oh yeah. uh, Sorry. uh, Dr. Franklin been sitting there going, Oh oh, yes. uh, there's a, a, a message on a carrier wave alongside this um, you know, video. Oh, yes, there it is. And it's Frank, it's uh, you know, Garibaldi telling him you know, to meet up. <laughs> no, no, more subtle than that. One frame in a, in a whole thing showing cartoon speech bubbles. It's his TikTok editing skills are on point. Just, <laughs> yes. He could just pick that one bit that he could just get. Or he's tying green around various parts of the bulkheads so there's now red bands and green bands throughout the entire ship and then gradually we're going to go through all of the spectrum everyone's just got secret messages everybody yeah Walk, walking through the corridors and, and the person you're talking to suddenly says ah it's for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh it's red green yellow blue no no that's for dave um, uh, but, but only on a tuesday and yeah. it's a, when the green is above the blue yeah it's Bay 13 wants no, no, that's not it. Is no. that mauve or purple? I can't tell. <laughs> Chartreuse. <laughs> All the centauri are just purple, and it's like, I don't know who that's for. Everybody's purple, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> or he points up and goes, Ah, emerald. 
And the other guy goes, oh, that's where I left my handkerchief. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fine. There we go. God help us if they're going down to brown sector. But anyway, um, <laughs> where were we? Oh, yes, the message. So um, Dr. Jacobs, meanwhile, is injecting himself with stims to keep himself awake. Uh, he, yeah, he, he, he records a message to Mary. I assume that's his wife. Um, and, and Zach Allen actually finds his signal with, with the scanner, hmm. but then loses it again. So, because well, he, he closed that door with the holes in it. Yes. It's <laughs> just like <laughs> you go up to a, a, you know, a dead end and you go, oh, oh, there's something here. Oh, it's gone. Let's turn around and go back the way we came and report yeah. we've seen something down here. <laughs> just, <laughs> no. Who does that? Nobody. I'm knocking on the door. Oh, it's and an elevator. Where, where where are they going to report it? They'll have links. <laughs> <laughs> it took 10 minutes to walk all the way back. Tie the ribbons around the dot plate. So, <laughs> so, so, boss, uh, we were doing some scanning. And we picked up a blip and, and then it disappeared. And that was like a half an hour ago. Uh, we just thought we'd let you know. Yeah. So, Where's by now, we could be anywhere. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> It was there to, and then it was gone. Yeah, let's go to where he was last seen. Why? Because he's not going to still be there. If we're going to find him, we're, I'm just going to cut my mouth and then just go, cuckoo, cuckoo. <laughs> and then that way you'll know he's there. Oh, God. Oh, so anyway, yeah, Franklin and Garibaldi team up to help find him. Uh, Garibaldi dons an excellent disguise to help him search in brown skin. Uh-huh. Nice hat. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like Indiana Jones. I was expecting more Bugs Bunny. I thought he was going to get a dress out and you know start putting some lipstick on, and he would just be walking around. Then we'll go completely Monty Python on the whole thing. <laughs> Hello, have you seen Doctor Jacobs anywhere? Hello, <laughs> he's a very naughty boy. <laughs> I'm not even going to try that voice. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, Jacobs gets mugged and kidnapped by Bull from Night Court. <laughs> <laughs> Why was he wearing the sunglasses in the little ransom what, demand? What, like, what was they wearing sunglasses? What was that all about? He couldn't well, they didn't see want him, He didn't want him to see the eyes. Because <laughs> the, the rest of them isn't recognizable. Now we've established you can just draw a picture around your face or, or speech bubbles. Just just draw something. <laughs> yeah. Just have a, a Vogue thing going on where you just can only see the eyes instead. For people who, obviously, people listening to this, they, you know, we do this on Zoom. And a while back, we all put different filters on to do various things. And I, I was a fox and... Um, uh, uh, Sean put on some uh, green uh, eyebrows and moustache and beard and, and he couldn't switch it off so for the last couple of weeks we've been dealing with Sean with green eyebrows and moustache and beard and that's a much better disguise than Garibaldi had <laughs> with his hat or, or, or even, Max had or, with his, uh, with his dark sunglasses. With his sunglasses yeah I mean you can, we can even do that we can even put sunglasses on our, on our Zoom call now and it, mm-hmm. we wouldn't know who we're talking to yeah. Well, I don't know if I can recognise the six foot seven guy who's balding just over there. No, he's got sunglasses on. It can't yeah. be him. No, that that beard's not a giveaway at all. No, no. no. But uh, Garibaldi and uh, Franklin take a break from a six hour walk to eat and rest and get some backstory. Uh, Franklin spots Dr. Jacobs while just happened to be sitting there in a five a mile long piece of metal and you know, <laughs> just happens to walk by, you know, as you do. You know, after walking around for six hours, you haven't found him. Just sit still. You'll soon, you'll soon walk past. He was tying every a double time. knot in that orange ribbon and just... Found an old oak tree. 
Uh, Sheridan sends Cranston downtown. The light's so much brighter there. You can't forget all your troubles, forget all your cares. So go downtown. Things will be great when you're downtown. No final place for sure. Downtown. Everything's waiting for you. Downtown. Uh, to, uh, to search for Jacobs and get a message to visit Kosh. Franklin spots Dr. Jacobs' uh, Jacobs's watch being sold, uh, and they roust a trader. Uh, the kidnapper contacts Cranston and offers, and he gets offered 10,000 credits to hand Jacobs over, which he snatches the guy's hand off. 10,000 10, credits? Yeah, go on then. <laughs> Something's odd there. How much money? You're willing to pay that straight away? No, 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 I'm not going to give them to you. Uh, that's far too uh, too quick uh, you know, to offer me that sort of money. Um <laughs> So uh, he's vastly, yeah, he's vastly uh, underestimated the value of his prisoner, um, and the sunglasses were pretty dark, so probably he just couldn't see. Sheridan and Kosh pay, play verbal cryptics. Uh, Sheridan asks, "What do you want?" and gets told, "Never ask that question." Kosh agrees to teach Sheridan uh, to fight legends. And Dr. Jacobs is rescued, and he tells Garibaldi that Max has the data crystal. Garibaldi gets the data crystal from Max, and Cranston is not happy about being told about the internal scanners. I think that's tell me earlier. Yeah, he didn't ask. <laughs> that's not really a good, good enough excuse, Ivanova, really. <laughs> no, <laughs> he it wasn't. Ask. <laughs> That that implies then that they knew about this, and they so straight away Cranston's thinking, well, if you already knew about it, you're hiding him. Why are you hiding? So suspicions are aroused straight away. You should have just mm -hmm. said, well, we didn't think of it, or you know, they haven't been working or something. Mm -hmm. uh, Sh Sheridan gets the data crystal and the information from Doctor Jacobs, but the scanners will be turned on soon, so he needs to uh, scurry away quickly. Koshi's ship leaves the station and is scanned, but no human signs are found. Sheridan is a little bit too smug about not finding Jacobs on board. Yeah. I thought he was very much in his face, wasn't he? Ah, right. You, you know, now you can't find anything. You can go away. You know, it's not on here. <laughs> <laughs> well, that and Ivana together, I think that's pretty poor, really. <laughs> it's like, we might not be hiding him. <laughs> <laughs> It were just a bit too in the. They hadn't proved that Cranston was a complete like fool. Like if they'd had someone play him and he was a, just a complete idiot, I think I would have believed it a little bit more. But Cranston was kind of holding his own and he was he was making up some good ideas, and I kind of feel like that was just it didn't work for me. So that was one thing that sort of brought me out of the episode is that they were they were just too eager to rub it in his face towards the end. Mm. Yeah, they really should have brought back Gary Benzine. <laughs> oh, that would have been so good. I know you, Sheridan. I can't do his voice anymore. <laughs> you just have to shout a lot, then. My God, Sheridan, I'll have you in a firing squad for this. Yeah, that's what you said to the last guy. That didn't happen, did it? I did it. He's an ambassador now, so budge off. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. I am eyes. Well, here, put these uh, sunglasses on. You won't be able to see a thing. <laughs> it's very dark in here. <laughs> But it turns out that Jacobs was on the Volon ship after all. They use organic technology in their ships. It's a living thing. It delivers Jacobs to the waiting crew. The ship sang to Jacobs. And what song that would be? Downtown. Downtown. 
The data crystals return to Sarah and the general. And that is the end of this episode. Hmm. So, trivia. The Volon writing scene on the Volon spaceship reads, Steve Pugh, when converted. Steve Pugh is the special effects supervisor throughout the entire run of the series. Hmm. Very Star Trek-y, that, isn't it? Putting your yeah. name into things. Cody Graham. Yeah. Kosh becoming defensive when Sheridan asks him, what do you want? Telling him never to ask that question again foreshadows the conflict with the shadows later in the series since that is the question the Shadows and their agents constantly ask. That's why you also never see a Vorlon at a buffet. What do you want? Oh, don't <laughs> ask me that. All the sausage rolls in the universe. <laughs> Where's the end of the line? In fire. <laughs> yes. What's that on the end? Oh, that's, that's, that's next episode, isn't it? One moment of pure beauty. <laughs> Um, right. Anyway, uh, throughout okay. the story, Sorry. the fugitive is called Dr. Jacobs. When they use the station scanners to search for him, the computer screen f- refers to him as Jacoby. Very quickly seen in the, uh, in the scene as the text goes up on the, one of the screens. After Sarah and Sheridan have their conversation in the corridor, the jammer is left in place against the wall. Sarah had forgotten to retrieve it. Mm. So you'll see lots of people congregating around the area and having private conversations. <laughs> oh, oh, scanner. Oh, I didn't know that was there. <laughs> so, Sean, uh, Star Trek connections, do we have any this week? We have a few. Yes, we certainly do. So our uh, our first Star Trek connection, of course, is Bernie Casey, who plays Derek Cranston. And we know him from the two-part Deep Space Nine episode, The Maquis, where he plays Benjamin Sisko's good old buddy, Kelvin Hudson. And then we have Haley McLean, who is the computer voice, and she was the script supervisor on Star Trek Insurrection. Ooh, I didn't know that one. Aha. And here's, here's one that you may not have uh, picked up, but to access downtown, there are 47 doors. Oh. Mm-hmm. And those are the Star Trek connections that I was able to find. Of course, Bill Blair was in the uh, in the credits as well, uh, but we talked about him previously as well. That's right. Yeah. Um, ratings. Uh, we rate each uh, Babylon Five episode out of five jump gates. Uh, IMDb, of course, uh, scores that out of ten, and they gave it a seven point four. So, Sean, what did you think uh, of this episode? What is your rating? Good questions, Paul. Uh, like I said at the beginning of the show, it was it was an okay episode. It was maybe perhaps a little bit stretched out. Um, yeah, like you said, it could have been an A plot and there should have been a little bit more to it, more substance. But it, it filled the 45 minutes or whatever it was, so it did its job. Um, after watching it, I, I wrote down a rating of 3.5, but I don't know if it's actually that good. So I, I'm going to... Maybe go with a three point two five. Okay, three point two five. Dan, yeah, um, two point five is where I normally come in to sort of say it's a good episode. It was entertaining. It did a good job, but it's missing a lot of key things that make a really great episode. Where's Jakar? Where's Malari? Where you know, even where we got some great Ivanova lines with all the flies with honey, and uh, you enjoyed that too much. It it was a bit too smug, and it was a bit too smug in front of Cranston. 
And I kind of feel like that brought me out of it. And I don't really know why Kosh was helping them out. Like I know Kosh is interested in Sheridan. He wants to do talk to him, but there was no real discussion as to how, uh, why Kosh, this higher being, is getting involved in something as dirty as sort of the political shadiness of Earth and everything going on. So it kind of took me out again. Like, I didn't feel like it really earned anything. And as you just said, there's no B plot really. There's sort of a Sheridan Kosh thing going on, but that all feeds into the A plot. So. I would start at 2.5, but I think I'm going to come down a little bit more and 2.25. Okay. Um, yeah, that puts it into uh, one of your lower episodes. Um, bottom 10 at the moment. Mm. Um, yeah, I didn't think it was too bad. Um, it, it was, it was. I think it was slightly more than an average episode. I think like Sean, really, it, was, it it's not just your standard 2.5. There's a bit more to it and there's, it's building up the um, this this uh, you know um, story of of Santiago's killing being uh, as we obviously know it's going to be uh, an assassination and not uh, you know, it's all being covered up of course uh, this sort of gives us a little bit more uh, story as to who's behind trying to find out what really went on and it's not all above board it's all being done behind the scenes like most political um, uh, stories are. Uh, but I thought there was a little bit more to this. I don't know why. I don't know. It. It. it I just sort of enjoyed it. It. It was mm. a nice, enjoyable episode. It, it, you know, it was. I. I hadn't really thought of a rating up, up until about half an hour before we we started the recording because I, I didn't really know where it sat and I knew, but I knew it wasn't going to be bad. Mm. So mine sort of sits in the middle. It was in the middle, ten of the thirty episodes or so that we've seen so far. Um. Actually, no, it's a 39 episode we've, we've recorded, isn't it? So, yeah, it's sort of in the middle, but a little bit above the middle. It gives you a little bit of story. So I quite like that. 3.75 is what I give it, so slightly mm. higher. I did say that IMDb gave 7.4, didn't I? 7.4 works out at 3.7 uh, in our ratings. So in between me and Sean. There you go. Okay, so that's the end of the show. Um, don't forget, we appear, we three appear on uh, the Cosmic Pizza podcast where we talk about anything and everything. We've just released a show that uh, was all about uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and the collecting of. So uh, we had one of Dan's friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Came, came in, talked a little, all about it. Yeah. And all the woes and all the space he has to put up and shelves he has to try and find to store everything that he buys yeah great conversation go check it out mm, yeah cosmic pizza podcast for all your pizza needs now quick disclaimer it's not about the cosmos and it's not about the pizza okay so that's the end of this episode join us again next week when we will be discussing season two episode 14 there all the honor lies if you have any thoughts on this episode why not send in some feedback to the epsilon3 at gmail.com That's three, spelled T-H-R-E-E, not the number. Or you can find us on our Facebook page. Just search for the Epsilon 3. Well, if you have any other problems, any other questions at all, just ask. I don't want any trouble here. I just buy merchandise. I don't ask where it comes from. Station rat like you always knows who he's doing business with. I want a name, and you're going to give it to me. I I don't give out names. It's, uh, It's bad for business. Yeah, well, so is having their eyeballs spooned out and served on toast. Now make up your mind and make it up fast because it is getting awfully close to my breakfast time.
This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.